1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Why don't we stand while we read this? It's just one verse is all I'm going to read, but we can reverence the word of the Lord. You can stand up and stretch for just a minute. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. You can be seated if you want to. There's more in those three words than I will ever preach out in a lifetime. Pray without ceasing. So if we had a little thought, it would be Daniel prayed. Now, <clears throat> we've been reading over in Daniel chapter 6, if you want to read it later. And just really couldn't get a verse on her heart to read to you today to get the text from. And he seemed like the Lord just spoke to me and gave me this verse, pray without ceasing. So I'd like to, like to preach to you for a few minutes if the Lord will help me about Daniel and what a difference prayer makes. What a difference prayer can do whenever you pray without ceasing. It's one thing to say a few words over a meal and then eat. Or to say a few words before bedtime and then go to bed. Or to think, oh God, help me get through this and then that's it. It's another thing to really pray. You might not have any idea of what prayer is, and Lord help me to get that across this morning. It's more than just a multitude of words. And we read over in the New Testament where the Pharisees were known for their eloquent speech, and they'd pray out into the into the streets, and people would hear them for their eloquence and things like that. The Bible said they had their reward. Their reward was that people would admire their eloquent speech. But they didn't say a prayer. They didn't pray. Prayer is more than just a multitude of words. I've heard people say prayer is the sincere desire of the heart. Prayer is when you talk to the Lord and He talks back to you. Amen. Until you hear His voice, the prayer has not gone through. Until you hear his voice, you've not prayed the way you need to. Pray without ceasing. Amen. So we read about this man named Daniel who was a good man, but he was in a bad place. He was brought captive. His city was overrun and they took the best and the brightest of the children of Israel down to Babylon the one that had the ability in them to stand before the king and Daniel was chosen. He was taken from his home. He was taken, if you'll have it, from his church. He was taken to a faraway land to a place he had never known. But the one thing, so, the, so what they offered him to eat was different than what he had in his native land. We can read that. 
We read where the king wanted to reward him for, with a portion of the king's meat and the king's wine, and Daniel refused. It was something different than what he was used to. He said, just give me pulse and water, the plain old stuff. Daniel tried his best to stay with what he had been brought up with. Daniel tried his best. Now listen, you say, preacher, it's 2021. It's time we move on. It's time that we go with the new ways. I'm going to stay with what I started with. I'm going to stay with the good old time way. I'm going to stay with the good spirit. There is no other way to worship the Lord except in spirit and in truth. So just give me the plain old stuff. Amazing grace is still good enough for me. Daniel tried his best to stay, to keep himself pure, to keep himself clean, and he prayed. Now chapter 6 in Daniel is not where we first hear about Daniel. If you go back to chapter 1, we read where he was brought down captive. Go on to the next chapter. We read where he prayed and where where that he interpreted the king's dream. We read about his friends that came down with him and how they went through the burning fiery furnace. We read where that he did many things to the point of where Daniel had folks that believed that he must be faithful, that he must be a good man. And then we get to chapter 6 and we read where Daniel prayed. I'm here to tell you today, pray. When you don't know what else to do, pray. God will help you when you pray. So Daniel prayed. And the Bible said that he'd opened up his window toward toward Jerusalem and he had prayed three times a day. Jerusalem, I don't know how much physical distance there was between Babylon and Jerusalem. In my mind, it may have been hundreds of miles. But Daniel had a vision. Daniel believed in God. Daniel prayed toward Jerusalem. You may be 20, 30, 50, 100 miles from here on a Tuesday. But if you are, open up this window. Look toward your church and pray. America's about got out of the church business. We've about got out of the church business. Did you know that? You see nothing in this day and age to promote the church in this world. You see nothing on TV, nothing in the newspaper to promote the church. But Daniel loved it. So much so that he opened up that window and he looked toward Jerusalem and he prayed. Now, I can't speak to Daniel's experience, but I sure can speak to mine. Because whenever I was lost and undone, whenever I was a little sinner boy, there was an old-time preacher man that loved me and prayed for me. There was a Sunday school teacher that wrapped her arms around me and fed me chocolate chip cookies had me colored. She took the King James Version Bible down and she read to me about Jesus and how that he loved me. Who were those people? That was the church. Had it not been for the church, I'd be burning in hell today. Amen. Daniel loved the church. We should be like Daniel. Amen. 
We should love it too. Our hearts should burn and yearn for our church. And I know this virus has taken many people from us and it's taken a whole lot of other things from us. There's a thing I've read on Facebook, you may have seen it, that says the more you miss church, the less you miss church. I'm afraid it's taken a lot of our people's desire away to be in the house of God. I know you may be watching right now and you may be afraid to come and sit in the house of God. I hope that you've not forsaken the church. I hope that you still love the church. I hope that your heart still yearns to be in the midst of his people. I hope that you remember the times that you were here and the power of God fell. I'm looking for it to come again. I'm looking for us to have an old-fashioned revival. And I'm just going to say what the Lord has on me, Marty. I'm not going to invite singers to come in this time around. And usually I do that. I'm not going to invite a lot of people in that that don't have ties to Dutch Bottoms. I want Dutch Bottoms to be revived. That's what I want. I want you to get strength. I want you to worship the Lord. I want you to praise His name. I want our sinners to be saved. Daniel loved Jerusalem. He opened his windows toward heaven and he prayed three times a day. And the king had so much confidence in him that he had the idea, the notion to set him over all that was in the kingdom. And there were some men there that became jealous of Daniel. And so they looked for a way that they could catch him in something. They watched his life. They watched the way he behaved. They listened to the words that came out of his mouth. They watched what he put in his mouth. They watched how he reacted, his facial expressions. I believe they watched every move the man made and they came to the conclusion that they couldn't catch him in anything unless they caught him in something concerning the law of his God. Wouldn't it be wonderful? I'm afraid men have caught me in things that, that I wish I'd have never done. I'm afraid that I've made mistakes and I've sinned and come short and people have seen things in my life that I wish they hadn't seen. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be like Daniel and people say, well, there's nothing in that person's life except for the cause of Christ. Except for the way they behave whenever they're talking to the Lord. They knew the only thing they could catch Daniel at was praying. I would be to God that that was all that men could catch in my life was me actually getting a prayer through every once in a while. We say a multitude of words. We say thank you Lord for our food. We pray that He'll watch over us and protect us. But I'd like for men to to know me as somebody that could really, really pray. When it's your loved one on the deathbed, who are you going to talk to? 
you want to talk to somebody that says, thank you, God. God is great. God is good. Let me put it that way. God is great. God is good. Let us thank you for our food. You know that, don't you? You want to talk to someone. You want to ask somebody to pray that says, watch over me and mine, God, and that's it. Or do you want to talk to somebody that don't care what anybody thinks? They're just going to pray. Daniel is just going to pray. <laughs> he didn't care. The only thing they could find on Daniel was that he prayed. Even his enemies had enough faith in him to know that when the sun rose in the morning, Daniel was still going to pray. Even his enemies realized that when the sun was bright and shining right over them, Daniel was going to humble himself. Daniel was going to get down on his knees and call out on the Lord and pray. Now we may be known for a lot of different things. We may be known for our intelligence. We may be known for our money. We may be known for our healing. We may be known for our mechanical aptitudes. But Daniel was known for praying. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes. For somebody to know us as a, someone that can get a prior through. Yeah. Even his enemies knew that when the sun sank low in the sky and darkness was about to fall upon the land, they didn't have to wonder where Daniel was or what he was doing. They knew he was on his knees with a broken heart looking toward Jerusalem and praying to his God. Amen. Amen. Daniel prayed. We should too. So they went before the king. I'm going to hurry right along. They went before the king. They said, we've got a degree. I want you to sign it and seal it according to the law of the Medes and the Persians that it can't be reversed, that if anybody would make any petition for 30 days, if anybody would ask anyone of anything for 30 days, that they would be sealed. To the to the li- to the lions then that they would be eaten devoured of the lions if anybody would make a petition or cry out to anyone for the next thirty days other than you king they should totally rely on you while you were their king they ought to be calling to you and so he sealed and signed it and they knew all along and Daniel knew all along. Now listen, they knew they had heard Daniel praying. That's something that you find very rare in this day and age. We don't care a bit to talk about the weather. We don't care a bit to talk about football. We don't care a bit to talk about school or work or things of that nature. But how long has it been <laughs> since you've heard somebody pouring their soul out? To the Lord. If you want to see your sinner saved, call their name out to the Lord and it'll make a difference. Amen. 
we act as if we don't really want anybody to catch us praying. Shame on us. Shame on us. Would you agree we call God our Father? My father left this world last August. I think about him every day. You know what I'd give to have one more time just to talk to him? I don't have that. But I can talk to my father every day. I can talk to my heavenly father every day. I don't have to schedule an appointment. I don't have to wait until he's not busy. He's nigh to them that are of a broken heart. All I've got to do is ask him from the bottom of my heart and I can talk to him. Aren't you glad? Whatever you called on him, he answered you. I had, I had to go back and teach Roger's class this morning. He, he couldn't be here. He was taking care of Kiva. And I had the boys and girls tell me about when they got saved. What a time. Oh, it's a blessing to be Jason to hear Sarah's testimony. It's a blessing to hear Lady's testimony. It's a blessing to hear the boys talk. I'm here to tell you today. Oh, if you'll call on it, he'll sing it too. Amen. Daniel prayed. We can even read where Christ prayed. He went in the garden and prayed three different times until his sweat became his great drops of blood. What's wrong with us? I've got this to do, preacher. I've got that to do, preacher. You may never get to that. You better pray. Daniel prayed. So the Bible says, when the law was passed and Daniel knew it, he went right back. <clears throat> we got new carpet in here. We need some warm spots right around through here. Amen. We need some spots where you can tell some knees have been. And I appreciate, don't get what I'm about to say wrong. Don't you get upset at me and don't you be angry. And I appreciate the folks that when you feel you need to pray, you come and you kneel and you call on the Lord. But I believe I ought to have a spot here too. I believe you should have a spot here too. This altar, I can say this and I know they won't get upset. This altar's not just for Becky. This altar's not just for Lisa. This altar's not just for DD. For Georgie. This altar is for Mike. 
This altar's for Roger. This altar's for Joan. What is wrong with us? It was good enough to come right down here and ask Jesus to save us, but we can't get on it anymore. Oh, how we need to pray. Oh, how we need to cry out to the Lord. Daniel prayed. Amen. That's what's missing in our lives. You may have never missed a church service. You may attend every church function. You may read your Bible faithfully. But how long has it been since you talked to the Lord and He talked back to you? Don't you point your finger. Preacher, I've never seen so-and-so on the altar. How long has it been since you've been up here? Don't you point your finger. I don't have to see you. But the good Lord sure would like to talk to you. How long has it been since you've prayed? sing a song, it's amazing what a prayer can do. Sometimes I wonder how we'd know because we so very seldom try to pray. Daniel prayed three times a day. John, there's times I go all day and can't get one through. Daniel wouldn't like me. Daniel prayed. He didn't pray a two-minute prayer. Prayer took priority in his life. If somebody was knocking on Daniel's door, they'd just have to wait till he got done praying. You've heard me mention Shorty Griffin. Some of you may remember him. He was a preacher man. Bald headed. He worked out Dick's Beeline. I remember Dad called him one time. And his wife answered the phone. Dad asked to speak to him, and she said, he's praying. Dad said, don't you bother him. But would you just lay the phone down so I could hear him pray? I've got another preacher friend who lives out Morristown. I've heard his neighbors talk about going out in the woods and how they'd hear him praying. You know what's going to turn our country around? It's not Democrats. It's not Republicans. It's not social change. If we want America to be great again, we better pray. Yeah. We better wire our carpet out with our deep prints praying. If we want to see our sinners saved, and, oh, if we want to see our sinners saved and not bust hell wide open, we better pray. Amen. Daniel prayed. He knew the law had been passed. He went right on to his praying spot. If you don't have one, you need to find one. He opened his windows toward Jerusalem and he prayed anyway. How 
How long has it been since you prayed? Now you know, Daniel. Let me just relate what, this wasn't Daniel's words, this is what the king had to say, what Daniel's enemies had to say. You know, sometimes your enemies never make, even make stuff up on you. They'll lie about you. Daniel's enemies said that he had an excellent spirit in him. What about that? There were two things that made all the difference about Daniel. If it wasn't for these two things, Daniel would have been a failure just like we are. But there were two things about Daniel that made a world of difference in his life. He had an excellent spirit. But now that's not all he had. Daniel was faithful. You know why Daniel's enemies pushed for this law to be signed? Because they knew Daniel was faithful. They knew regardless of what they did, Daniel would pray anyway. Regardless of what the world dumps in your lap, pray anyway. Daniel was faithful. It takes more than just an excellent spirit. It has to be paired with faithfulness. Faithfulness to the Lord. Faithfulness to your church. Faithfulness to your family. It takes that if you're going to make it. All right. Daniel prayed. They went before the king. They said, this Daniel, he don't regard you king. He's made a petition to his God. And when Daniel realized why they had passed this law, when, when, when the king realized why they had passed this law, when he realized that the whole thing was pointed toward Daniel, he had regret. He had remorse. And he tried to deliver Daniel. He tried every way in the world to get Daniel, to keep Daniel from going into the lion's den and he couldn't find a way out. Sometimes you'll never be able to do it on your own. Just trust God and pray. Amen. So here they went. He called for Daniel. And they marched him into the lion's den. Put the stone over the door. And the king sealed it with his own signet. Now the king wasn't an Israelite. But I believe even the old king prayed. He lost sleep. He couldn't sleep all night long. He, he paced the floors. He wouldn't even allow him to bring music in for him. He worried about Daniel all night long. And early in the morning, he went down to the lion's den. And he said, Daniel, has the God that you serve, was he able to deliver you. And he heard a voice behind the stone saying, Oh, king, live forever. For my God has sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth. 
And I'm here and I'm saved because God found innocency, innocency in me and toward you. I'm here to tell you today, God can see it through the lines to you. He can walk with you right through the fire. He can take care of you in every trial and every situation if you'll pray without ceasing. Now notice, and I want to get to cover this too. <coughs> the king called, he rolled the stone away. He called for Daniel to be taken up out of the lion's den. Daniel was. There was no harm come to him because he was innocent. Did you catch that? He was innocent. And then the king called for the old folks who had been Daniel's accusers. And he threw them in the lion's den. And the lions had mastery over them. And they crushed their bones. If you felt... Now, let me get this. You remember what Satan told the Lord whenever they were talking about Job? He said, I've been going up and down and to and fro in the earth seeking whom I may devour. The Bible even refers to Satan as the roaring lion. If you feel the lion's jaw, the lion's jaws closing in on your bones, maybe you need to pray. If, if the world has just come down on you and you feel crushed, maybe you need to pray. Every way of man, this is Bible, this is not like, every way of man is right in his own eyes. If you ever met somebody that said, I'm, I'm wrong, it's hard to find a man that will admit to being wrong. Everybody's always right. Now, common sense tells me and you that can't be true. As a matter of fact, the Bible does too. It says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So if you feel the lion's jaws beginning to put some pressure on your bones, you might want to pray. <clears throat> Daniel was delivered. Now, let's back up just a minute. And I'm going to hush here in just a little while. I'm going to try to get you out of here by 12 o'clock today if I can. So you can go home, eat lunch, do whatever you want to do. I hope you'll go home and pray. <clears throat> Notice when Daniel came in before the king, and he said, These fellows has heard you making your petition to your God. And this new law we've got says you had to be thrown into the lion's den. We don't read where Daniel went to saying, oh God. We don't read where Daniel panicked. We don't read where Daniel got all perturbed or upset or anything. You know why Daniel didn't get all perturbed or upset? 
Because Daniel prayed without ceasing. Because he had already prayed. I'm sure when he hit his knees that morning and his enemies were listed in, he prayed and said, God, I'm going to pray to you anyway. I'm going to trust you. Now listen, listen, listen to, to what Daniel prayed. Do you want to? Let's listen in to what Daniel had to say when he prayed. Do you want to hear his prayer? I read where he thanked God. I read where this old boy that was captive, where this old boy that was fed stuff he didn't want to eat, where this old boy that was drugged thousands of miles away from Jerusalem, if you had anybody that had any right to complain, surely it must have been Daniel, but he didn't complain, he didn't grumble, he didn't whine, he didn't cry. He thanked God. How about you? Life is good. If you just take a look, we read this morning in Sunday school, surely, Goodness and mercy. If you got a bad day today, look behind you at how God's blessed you yesterday. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And good, bad, or otherwise, I'll dwell in the house. I'm going to stay right here. And good, good, bad, or otherwise, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So oh, God cancer, I'm going to dwell here anyway. God's been too good to me otherwise. Amen. I'm just going to thank Him for saving a wretch like me. And I'm going to go on for the Lord. Some of you had COVID. You prayed. Amen. And as soon as God... Healed you of that. You came right back because this was the place you needed to dwell. Daniel prayed. Let's not forget. Two things in Daniel's life that made him what he was. He had an excellent spirit. Now I have met folks that have no clue what the spirit is. They just don't know. It just don't register. I've seen ministers. I've seen pastors. I've heard them speak that have no clue what the spirit is. They don't even know what the gospel is. How can you say that, preacher? The gospel is the power of God and the salvation. In other words, without the spirit and power, it's not gospel. It can be some well put together words. He can be an eloquent speaker. He can wear a smile. He can tell you how good you're living, but he's not preaching gospel if it's not evidenced by the power of God. The power comes from that fear on the inside of you. Let me tell you how it works. And I'm going to hush you in a second. When that heart's beating out of you, and you just about as soon do anything as to open your mouth, that's the spirit moving in your life. 
It's not in me to say, look at me. But I want to say, look at him. Now let me get to this, and I want to ask. Daniel prayed. Sinner, you need to pray. Amen? Amen. Well, preacher, I don't know what to say. That was my testimony this morning. I sat in there. I gave them my little experience about how the Lord saved my soul and told them I didn't know what to pray. Then Lainey said, well, I didn't know what to pray either. She told how she got saved. Sarah spoke up. She said, I was home with my mama. You should have heard it, Jason. She said, I was home with my mama. I didn't know what to pray, but Jesus saved me. Ethan said, I was in the car with my nanny. I got to asking questions. He said, I was just like you, Mike. I didn't know what to pray, but Jesus saved me. You know what they all had in common? We prayed. Here sits Nanny. Nanny, you wanted to be saved, but you couldn't save him even if you even if you tried. But you told him to pray and Jesus saved him. Amen. You need to pray, sinner. We and I need to pray. When the Spirit comes by. That heart's about to beat out of your chest. I've seen people with the best of intentions. They'd take sinners by the hand. They'd talk. And they'd pull. And they'd grab them around the shoulders. They'd do everything they could to try to get them to the altar. That does no good whatsoever. That deceives people. I can't get you to the point to where you can talk to the Lord. You'll just have to listen. And whenever he tells you, to come and pray, I would run. I'd fall down on my knees. I'd say, Jesus, save my soul. Well, I just don't know about all this heaven and hell stuff. Well, let's take a look at it. We're taught that hell is an all-consuming flame. You know what a flame is? You've seen it. I could strike a match and there'd be a flame. You've seen that. You know that exists. You know that's real. I could light a cigarette lighter and you'd see the flame. That exists. You'd know that that's real. You've seen campfires burning, this, that, and the other. you know that that is real. Hell is just that real. Amen, that's right. You believe that people should be punished when they do bad things. Hell. You believe that people should be rewarded when they do good things. We expect, don't we? Whenever we get up in the morning, we go to work, we put in a hard day's work, we expect that we should get paid for that. We should be rewarded. Heaven. Friend, this is not all there is. You need Let me tell you what you can do right where you're at. You can sit real still, you can be real quiet, 
and you can slip right into hell. You don't have to do anything to go to hell. You just sit right there and you be real quiet and you sit real still and you will die one day and in hell you will lift up your eyes being in torment. But if you want to go to heaven Miss Greg sits right here. She does an invitation about heaven. If you want to go to that heaven, she's going to. You can't sit still. You have to act. You have to pray. When Jesus knocks at your heart, you need to pray. Don't do it because I want you to. Don't do it because Mama wants you to. Don't do it because Daddy wants you to. Do it because Jesus is asking you to. <clears throat> you know how rare it is. Here we see it. You know how rare it is to get an audience with the king, and yet we can talk to the king of kings every time we pray. Daniel prayed. What are they going to say after your name? What are they going to say after my name? I can say Daniel prayed. Because we can prove it. What are they going to say after my name and your name? All right. 